Are you a clinician in primary care who wishes there were better resources to help you understand how to navigate the concept of triage in modern general practice? We'll boost your triage skills with our dynamic five-session live webinar course tailored for primary care clinicians. Led by myself and Dr. Ed Pooley from Difficult Conversations, this comprehensive training covers all facets of remote patient triage, whether that be digital, on-call, or other opportunities. Through this course, you'll gain practical knowledge, exclusive hints and tips, and direct access to myself and Ed through open Q&A sessions of the course. Elevate your ability to manage primary care challenges effectively and confidently, and most importantly, safely. Register now to transform your triage approach at bit.ly slash GP triage course for GP in capitals. And we will definitely catch you then. The public and the media often ask the question, why can't I see my GP? In this episode, I'm going to explain to you how you can see your GP, what's been happening to make you think that you can't, and what you need to know about seeing your GP and practice team. Let's tech enhance your primary care and learning. In 2020, like most of healthcare, general practice rapidly changed. COVID and the organisations that commission healthcare pushed general practice to use a digital or triage model first to protect our more vulnerable patients and also to safeguard the staff so that we can all keep working. Because of those changes, many people feel that they can't see their GP. And actually, that's not true. But we're going to talk about that. At the time of recording this episode, it's worth knowing that most practices are actually offering more appointments than they were before COVID actually happened. But the increase in demand is simply outstripping the capacity, in part because of years of underfunding and the fact that we have a limited workforce. In addition, a lot of media stories only highlight the difficulties in getting appointments with your GP or practice and don't share the fact that we offer millions of appointments every month, which may give a bit of a biased opinion. I know for myself, I've had a patient in my room whilst I'm seeing them ask me when the practice is going to be opening and when they can get an appointment after I've just examined them. Practices have changed the way that they assess patients and see them to protect the most clinically vulnerable. And this is unlikely to change due to the growing demand. Even before COVID, increasing number of practices were using telephone and online consultations as a way to understand the types of appointments they needed to offer to their patients and to make sure the patient saw the right person for the right reason. Since COVID, most practices continue to offer a telephone or online consultation route first, because that can also help to assess the patient remotely and offer the best option available. For example, this can prevent a patient who's working having to come down to the practice just to discuss their medication. Alternately, for a patient with abdominal pain who's done self-care, they may need an examination, so we would invite them to come down to the practice for a face-to-face consultation. All of this in a safe clinical environment to prevent sharing of other infections and hopefully streamline their care. So in many cases, healthcare issues can be managed effectively over the telephone with a good history, and if not, then that person can be navigated to the right type of appointment or further care that they need from that point. But what if you can't use the online methods of accessing your practice? As I mentioned, many practices now use online routes for assessing their patients. These can be for both urgent or routine issues. And personally, I find it works really good for follow-up care. And these can be accessed either via the practice website, a practice app, or best is the NHS app. If you want a guide of how to access that and register for it, check out the end of this video. You'll get one right there. 
Online consultations can be a really convenient route for patients and it is actually in the contract for general practice as instructed by NHS England. So they have to offer them to you. However, there are going to be people that struggle to use these routes and if that's the case, do inquire at your practice as to what options they have. They may be able to help you understand how to use the online routes or if that's still really difficult for you, offer you other routes such as telephone, video or face-to-face -face consultations. Your reception staff will be really good at helping you to understand those different options. Speaking of reception staff, why do they ask you personal questions when you're trying to book an appointment? GP, reception and admin staff are really good at helping you navigate to the right person at the right time for your healthcare needs. Many practices now have many different types of clinicians all doing different parts to help support your healthcare. And as a patient, it can be really difficult to understand who you might need to see. Additionally, with the reducing numbers of GPs, it may not be possible to see the GP for everything. And your reception team can really help do that. Having a little bit of information about the reason you want to contact the practice means that they can help you better to see the right person. And if you need urgent types of care, they can actually help prioritize that by sharing that with the clinicians like the GPs in the practice. So to be clear, the reception staff are not asking to be nosy. They're asking to make sure you get the right care in the right way. So please remember, they are doing the job that they've been asked to do to help you as best as they can. Because of all the various different changes in the healthcare system, funding and the workforce that we have, there are increasing numbers of other types of clinicians there to help you. Your reception team can help you understand which ones to use, but working alongside your GP, your practice may have nurses, healthcare assistants, nurse practitioners, advanced nurse practitioners, mental health practitioners, physiotherapists, pharmacists, physicians associates, paramedics, social link workers, health and wellbeing coaches, dietitians, podiatrists, occupational health therapists, and so many more. You may find some of your individual health needs are dealt so much more effectively by those different clinicians. For example, a medication review is often far superior if done by a pharmacist than by a GP. Now, before we talk about the other places where you can also get help, if you have found this episode useful, please leave a like below to let me know this is useful content for yourself. And feel free to share this with other people that you think may benefit from knowing this information about how they can see their GP. But it is important to know there are other services there to help you. Your GP practice is part of the healthcare system that exists to provide you care, but it's only a part of it. There are other areas to consider. If you want useful self-care information, absolutely check out the website nhs.uk, coming up right here. Alternately, for lots of medications and simple minor illness treatments and stuff, check out the pharmacist because they're equally trained to deal with a lot of those health issues for you. For a lot of your vision issues, you may want to see an optician. And absolutely, for dental issues, you'll need to see a dentist. If you have had a recent injury, it may be useful to check out one of your local minor injury units or urgent treatment centres they often have additional equipment that your practice may not do to help assess you. Say, for example, if you're concerned you may have sprained your ankle and it might be fractured, they often will have the equipment to help understand that. That is different to the accident and emergency departments, which should only be used if your healthcare cannot be delayed for any reason or if it's a threat to your life or limb. Additionally, many practices now can direct you or signpost you to other services in the community. So worth checking out your practice website to find out what is available in your local area. Many of these different services may offer different types of appointments. And if you want to know about the six different types of appointments that are available in healthcare, check out this episode right here. Alternately, I'm sure YouTube's recommend another one for you right here. 
and we're here to help tech enhance your primary care and learning. Oh, hello there, EGP Learner. I'm Dr. Gandalf and I often get asked, what kind of resources do you have to try and help those using EMIS? Because you tend to do a lot more stuff for System 1. And often I've really struggled to answer that question because let's be honest, I don't use EMIS on a regular basis. So therefore trying to help EMIS users is a little bit more difficult for myself. And that really made me feel, well, not great. So I kind of did something to try and help all those EMIS users out there. I went and had a chat with one of my colleagues, Dr. Mike from GP on the Move, and him and I have created a course that you can use to help you use EMIS so much better. That's right, if you use EMIS, but you wanna use it so much better, so much quicker, and in such a way that means you go home sooner, then check out our EMIS for Clinicians course. It's an online course that takes you through all the tips and tricks that Dr. Mike knows to try and basically mean you can go home quicker. That'd be a cool thing, wouldn't it? And guess what? It's currently on offer. So if you want to take advantage of this introductory offer and get access to it now, look at the links down below and check it out. Additionally, if you're a practice, network or wide area that wants more opportunity to use it, send me an email, egplearning at gmail.com. Let's see if we can help you out. And as I like to say, to tech enhance your primary care and learning. Shall we get back to it? Oh, and if you wanted one for System 1 users, well, you know I've got you covered, haven't I? Check out the Learn System 1 for Clinicians course, bit.ly slash tpp s1 course.